0: And it took my own work to another level because then I stopped treating everyone the same. And I started looking at their energy and their human design and how I could maybe approach working with them differently depending on that. And I saw the power in that, and I saw the transformation in that, and I saw the next level confidence that they were getting because of that, because they had radical permission to be exactly who they were. Hi, I'm
1: Sanira, and I'm a mom of two a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a nine figure business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit a million in revenue. And I'm on a mission to change that because we should all feel empowered enough to run our lives like we're the CEO. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way. Now I'm sharing it all with you so that you can join us as we discuss the mindset Money and marketing secrets of the women who have bet big on unconventional paths to their version of success. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hi, I'm Sinera Madani, and welcome to CEO School. Today's guest is a mother, entrepreneur, and renowned human design specialist and mentor. Crystal Woods is the creator of Inner Elixir, a community that helps women connect with their authentic selves and fulfills their unique potential. Crystal breathes, thinks, and speaks in human design and has helped hundreds of clients across the globe recognize and shatter the glass ceilings in their lives. She's created the Embodied by Design Practitioner Certification as well, which teaches coaches and healers how to incorporate human design into their practice. She's definitely the human design expert, and we're so excited to have her. You've heard Crystal on many spiritual podcasts as well as business podcasts, and we are so excited to have her join us today at CEO School. Crystal, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I am stoked to be here.
1: I'm so excited. We were just actually chatting right now about human design. And this is a concept that I recently learned from one of, you know, one of our 2.0 members in our group. She's also a human design. I don't want to call it junkie, but she's, she brought this to our attention for all the women in the mastermind. And we're like, what is this? So I had my first taste of it and I thought it was probably one of the most fascinating subjects that I have ever learned about. And I needed to bring this to the show so that we could share it with all of the listeners out here on human design and how we can actually incorporate that into how we show up in our everyday. So Crystal, do you mind telling us what is human design?
0: Yeah, that's like the loaded question, right? So human design is this very kind of layered and complex system. It is fairly new. It was born in the eighties and it is a combination of The Chinese I Ching, which is an ancient oracle text, the Brahman chakra system, which many of us know, the chakras, also incorporates Western astrology and the Kabbalah tree of life. So all of that, in addition to more modern sciences, and basically what it does, based on your birth time and place, is it gives us this map of your energetic blueprint. And we all realize that we're all unique, right? And there's that like that argument of nature versus nurture, this is sort of like an argument for nurture that we are all designed differently. And then based on our experiences, that is going to determine how our energy is gonna be expressed. So I, you know, I work with a lot of founders, entrepreneurs in that space, as far as using this system to really maximize your energy and design your business and design your schedule and design your team around who you are and what you're here to do and share with the world versus trying to fit yourself into someone else's definition of what you should be or some box, right? That's so interesting. So it takes into account
1: so many different ancient practices and it feels like it's this combination map of at the exact you know, where you were born. I think we were just discussing where you were born, the location, the timing, astrology, all of the factors. And at that given moment, I guess you're like given like, because of that moment, you're, this is how you were born into this world. Could you kind of give us a little bit more detail on like how that philosophy works?
0: Yeah. So on the macro level, basically it's taking into consideration these things called neutrinos. And they're like these tiny, 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 you can't see them. They're smaller than atoms. But you know, think of it as like sort of stardust, which we're all made of that. But they filter through information. They actually carry mass. So as they move through different planets, for instance, and then they move through our bodies, they're carrying information. So at that time of our birth, they're moving through us carrying specific information. And what we're given with our human design chart is this map of what that energy and what that information actually is. So you could also think of this as like, there are all these genetic potentials and human design shows us the ones that are the most like consistent for us and where we are most susceptible to the energy of others as well. So it sounds out there, but when you really like, take it down to a more practical level, it's like eerily accurate.
1: (laughs) I love it. No, and I am really excited to kind of run through uh, my human design with you and see how this kind of, if it correlates, but I'm sure... I think when the last one we're learning about it, every single one of us was like, oh my God, that's so me. That's so me. This makes complete sense now. This is how I show up in the world. And these are the things that I don't like, and this is the energy that doesn't work for me. So is that usually the reaction that you get out of the clients or when 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 you kind of like map out their design? Is that usually the same reaction?
0: Oh my God. Yeah. It's like everything you deeply intuitively knew about yourself but could never articulate for your entire life and then someone tells it to you and you're like oh my god it's like so validating and confirming and you just like for me at least I took a huge breath of fresh air and I was like oh okay so I don't have to try to be that because what I am is actually perfect. And I'm just a puzzle piece in this great big puzzle. And it gives you this deeper understanding of yourself. That's so, it's just validating. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. And how did, I'd love to hear your story. So how did you become this expert in human design? I'm sure you didn't wake up one day and be like, this is what I'm going to do. So how did you kind of fall into this? And I would love to hear your journey.
0: Yeah. So seven years ago, I accidentally got pregnant with my son. And at that point, I was uh, just coming out of undergrad and looking at applying to grad school. I was kind of lost. And so I got involved in like a fitness MLM. and that introduced me to the online business world. And it was really, really hard on my body. Like for whatever reason, the recipe for success like wasn't working for me, and I was exhausted. Well, I was listening to this random podcast while my son was napping in the car one day and they were talking about human design and I had never heard of it before at all. But by the end of that interview, like I just had this inexplicable visceral reaction to what they were saying. Like my body was shaking and I was crying and I was like, what am I crying for? Like, I don't know. It just resonated so deeply. And so I started researching And I just knew in that moment that the trajectory of my life had shifted and I just channeled all of my energy into learning as much as I possibly could first for myself, then for my family, then for my friends. And at that point I had built a small community online as well with my fitness coaching and all of that. And so I started sharing it there and people were like, wow, (laughs) you know, it was just And it took my own work to another level because then I stopped treating everyone the same. And I started looking at their energy and their human design and how I could maybe approach working with them differently, depending on that. And I saw the power in that. And I saw the transformation in that. And I saw the next level confidence that they were getting because of that, because they had radical permission to be exactly who they were. And that was when I knew that that was, I was like, this is my life's work, at least for the foreseeable future. So yes, I just, I just got on this path of taking classes and courses and masterminds and one-on-one mentors and learning as much as I possibly could. And now just over three years later, I have really just kind of stepped up into this, into this role in this human design world and i've built a successful business from it and it's just it's wild I, I didn't expect any of this honestly at all
1: that that's so amazing how this is like the story of entrepreneurship sometimes is when you actually go pursue something you're passionate about it becomes successful because of the fact that you love it like just naturally because you're so passionate about it you eat sleep breathe it and you're not trying to make it a business. You weren't trying to make it, make it successful. You were just really passionate about it. And then the success came thereafter because of your passion and that desire to continue to just be the best in this one thing that you're, that was fueling you in whatever way that it was. And so that's just, a, that's, that's the beauty of like organic entrepreneurship. I like to call it like, it just, it happens because it's just supposed to.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I love that. So now that your whole life's work now is human design, can you tell us a little bit about what are the different design? I don't know what they're called, but what are the different styles of human design? And, you know, maybe some, some of the women on the, like how I would love for them to start thinking about maybe what they are, who they are.
0: Yeah. So on like the most general level, there are five human design types and these, you know, basically describe the way that your aura operates. And I don't mean aura, like pretty colors, you know, but I mean, aura as in, this is like your electromagnetic field that is you and, you know, about six feet around you in all directions. And so, you know, your physical, your
1: physical aura, there's a six foot aura. I'm going to take us back here because, because I know you're probably used to, I know you're a lot of, on a lot of spiritual podcasts and you, you know, you're in that, in that world, but many of us might not be. I've recently been, not recently, but I'm I'm definitely, I consider myself a spiritual person more than a religious religious person, but I'd love for us to, I know I'm going to pause you to be like, okay, tell me a little bit more about the aura as well. So I'm going to pause you here. So you said it's a six foot actual beautiful thing around us.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you think about like, for instance, a crystal, right. Or a gem, like a rock from nature, some of those have different electric charges, right? Like this field of energy. Well, we have that too. And so human design type describes Mm -hmm. how that field actually operates. And so depending on which type you are, it gives you a lot of information as to how that operates, not just for you, but also how other people will perceive you based on that.
1: Mm -hmm. So I'll give you, I'll give you
0: examples of this. Okay. Okay. There are five types. I am a manifester. We make up about 9% of the population. So a little bit of a, a minority aura wise, but the manifestor aura is really kind of dense and it's protected. And the reason for that is that manifestors are really here to have these out there visions and bring them to form through their words, through their actions and their aura is protected so that their vision is not like tainted by outside forces. And so, you know, and they're also designed to initiate action. They're the only type designed to initiate action. Then you have someone like you, who is a generator. Generators make up about 35% of the population and their aura is very similar to the manifesting generator who also make up about 35% of the population. I'm gonna pause and just say, a lot of people, when they hear this, they're like, oh, I don't I don't want to be a generator, a manifesting generator, because I'm not like everybody else. That's not it at all. There are so many other layers to your human design that make you super, super unique. But this is just describing the way that your aura operates. And yours is open and welcoming. And the reason for that is that it's designed to pull life to you. And mm. you, especially as a sacral generator... You're pulling life to you, and your only job is to pay attention to what's coming into your field and to respond according to your body's response to it. So like when okay. you get really excited about something and you're like, "Yes, yeah. so say in business, you have this opportunity that comes to you, immediately you're like, "Oh, yeah, yes,, Yeah. Like you it, and you're like, "That's a full-body yes." There are other things that come to you, and you're like, you know you kind of feel yourself pull away from it. Yes. That's your no." Okay, so generators and manifesting generators, they have this open, welcoming aura so that life can come through and your job is to respond and follow that path. Then we have projectors and projectors make up about 20 percent of the population and their aura is very penetrating. So a projector is really designed to see you. In ways that you probably don't even see yourself. So, a lot of coaches, therapists, I see, not to say that you have to be a projector to be a coach or a therapist, but I see a lot of them get into that field because they have a gift for seeing other people on this really deep level and for really recognizing them. And so, their aura is like, it's almost like this laser, and you can feel it once you start to have this awareness you can kind of feel when you're talking to a projector because they kind of just like zoom right in on you and you're like, whoa. And then we have reflectors who make up like 1% of the population. They're total unicorns and reflector auras are really unique in that they kind of like taste test everything in their environment. Reflectors are super connected to the lunar cycle, the cosmos, a lot of times they're just chameleons of society. They kind of shape shift depending on who they're around, what their environment is like, what they're going, on, going through in their life. So a lot of times reflectors can kind of just take on all different forms almost. And so their aura is like, it's taste testing what's going on around them. So there's like a very light crash course in the five types and what they actually mean, but each aura type based on the way that the aura operates has a strategy and it's not a business strategy. It's like a life strategy. And so for you, like I said, yours as a generator or we're doing
1: this in real time, by the way. So I want to say <laughs> right, right before the call, we decided, I was like, let me give, like, let's just give the crystal my birth date time. I called, we called my mom up. I'm going to show you, like, I literally wrote down the, my birth time. So this was literally done. This is the first time I'm receiving it as well in real time with all of you.
0: Yeah. So your aura, as well as the manifesting generator aura, your strategy based on that is to wait to respond. So it's like, okay, kind of just chill, like not chill, relax, put your feet up, but more so like just do what feels good to you and wait for life to come to you. You don't have to like force things. You don't have to chase things. You don't have to like go after things with so much gusto all the time. Because if you just take a step back and look around you, there are so many opportunities right there waiting for you to respond to them. So your strategy is to wait to respond. Mine, however, as a manifester is to initiate. So, and to inform and initiate. So I get these random, just like visions or urges, and it's seemingly out of nowhere. And I just want to go with it. And I get this really big burst of energy that comes with it. And so my job is to just give people around me a heads up, you know, so In business, for instance, this looks like me hopping on Voxer with my team and being like, hey, I have this idea. Feels really good. I want to go with it. I just want to give you a heads up because I know we said that we're doing this next month, but we're not anymore. You know, It's just kind of giving people a heads up. We're changing direction. And then projector, they're here to wait for an invitation. And a lot of projectors, when they hear that, they're like, F that. I don't want to wait for anything. But really, it's just more like you can look at it like an invitation from life. When you feel really seen and you feel really recognized for the gifts that you have in seeing others, that's an invitation from life to pursue something or to engage with something. And then the reflector strategy is to wait a lunar cycle. So reflectors, because they're so connected to the lunar cycle, for them, it's about connecting with that. What is that energy? So, you know, this could even be like, I know it's getting really popular to connect with your menstrual cycle as a woman and just understanding how your energy changes with that. It's kind of similar to that. So reflectors are here to learn about that lunar cycle and how their energy changes throughout and really take their time before taking any action. And yeah, so it's like those aura types and those strategies are on the macro level, like the basics of human design.
1: I love it. Can you kind of be a multi-part because when you were kind of describing that and you were saying, so I'm a generator as, as you pointed out. And so I do agree with the fact that I've really high EQ and I can definitely, like, I feel, I feel it in my gut. Like all, like I always feel my gut. Like I can feel my heart race. I can feel my body. I know when, I'm in like in the right room or the right opportunity. And it kind of, I always look back, like I have a really strong gut and I feel like that in my physical reaction. So I a hundred percent agree with that. When you talked about the manifester, I do feel as CEO, I have a lot of those tendencies. I'm a big, I'm a definite visionary that's in my work. I'm that person that's shifting stuff around for my team all the time because, and I get these crazy bursts of energies when I get these ideas flowing through me. And I think a lot of CEOs and entrepreneurs in the room listening today may relate to being that manifestor and that visionary because we have those natural tendencies towards us. So can you kind of talk me through, can you still have like, because it's not one way, I wouldn't assume that that's who you are. I'm sure there's like a multi-dimensional aspect to this, but I just wanted to share that that's receiving this information across of it I can definitely see how I'm a generator but I see myself I think you had mentioned manifesting generator I don't know if like you said that word or not I see qualities of that kind of shine through as well that just they're just me I'm just I just go for stuff Uh, and I do make it happen and I wish you would have told me the strategy before that I could just let it happen because I'm definitely always with the gusto to say I got to make my own destiny so I wish I had that strategy before so would love your thoughts there
0: Yeah, it's super common that we relate to the other types. And like I said, this is the most general level of human design. And the reason why you are this type is because like if you say right now, you go and run your free human design chart, you're going to see nine different shapes and some of them are going to be colored in and some of them are going to be white. And then you're going to see all these lines. All of these factors of your human design play into your type. And so your type is just the most basic level, but there are energies within you that are going to resonate with other types. That's why I say really the only purpose of understanding the type is to know how your aura operates and then that strategy. So you know, I, I I meet with generators who are extremely frustrated and feel very stuck and are lacking energy because they're doing a lot of the things that are a no for them, or they're trying to force when they yes. can really allow and respond. Because yes. even for you, you're a visionary. A lot of times, those visions, though, I'm willing to bet they're coming in response to something whether it's something within you or it's something around you, yes. it's like, it's a response to something. Okay. Right. So it's like, there are these nuances where, you know, it's I am like, mind blown right now. I'm literally <laughs> mind blown. Cause I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, sometimes I've had visions come through that, like, they just don't make any practical sense at all. And as a business owner, it's been actually really difficult for me to reconcile that because I do have a gift for, you know, branding and packaging and and marketing, you know, not having any prior knowledge of it. I feel like I, I do have some natural talent with it. And so reconciling that with having these random visions come through that I have to act on in business, I'm like, wait, but that doesn't make any sense from a marketing perspective. You know, so it's like, it's really interesting to see the different nuances, but 1000% you know, you're going to resonate with different types and there are other layers too, like profile that I'm sure we're, we're going to touch on, but there are 12 different profiles.
1: Okay. Tell me more. I love it. Okay, This is helping us become better
0: entrepreneurs, better business leaders. Who would have thought? Well like you said, you know, you you've got that emotional intelligence and you know that about yourself and I am 100% willing to bet that that helps you immensely when it comes to being an entrepreneur and making you have to make quick decisions and if you do not have that emotional intelligence and you are not in touch with your body, you are going to be really indecisive and, or you're going to make decisions you regret later. So, you know, human design is this tool that gives you that next level self-awareness and intelligence that will help you to embody your own gifts and strengths just way more powerfully and really step into that power a, a lot faster and more confidently. So there are 12 different profiles. And you'll see, like, if you run your chart, there's gonna, it'll say profile, and then there will be two numbers, right? So it'll say one slash three, or two slash five, or six slash two. The first number corresponds to your personality or how you see yourself, how you identify. It's something that when I say it, you're gonna be like, oh, yeah, that's me. The second number corresponds to the body or the unconscious, it's very much a part of you. But probably other people see it more in you than you see it in yourself. Or when I say it, you have to think for a second and you'll be like, okay, oh, okay. That makes sense. Why this happened? Why did that happen? So you and I are both one, three profiles. So the one is like this foundation. The one wants to build a really solid foundation and the one does that through knowledge so this is like, you are really interested in tech, for instance. Well, you want to learn everything there is to know about tech before you take any action at all, because you knowing as much as you possibly can makes you feel strong. And so in business, the one is the, is the specialized knowledge, right? They, they lead with their expertise and people seek them out because their expertise is usually very unique the three is all about trial and error. So you bump into life and life bumps into you and you cannot predict like where it's going to go. So you've probably met people in the past that have totally changed the trajectory of your life, or you have gotten interested in something and you've let yourself really go there and do that research and investigate. And it's taken you somewhere you never would have imagined. Right. And so for you, the three is so much like on the material plane, so involved with life and so involved with learning things the hard way. And so for you as a mentor, for instance, like your gift is being able to stand up and say, listen, here's what I know. And I know it through A, doing extensive research that no one else wants to do and B, through learning the hard way. Like you're a person who (laughs) has to learn everything the hard way. My mom used to say to me like, Parenting you was so challenging because I could clearly see when you were about to make a mistake, but I could tell you 25 times and you would still do it. It's like, Crystal, the stove is hot. It's hot. It's hot. And I have to touch it. It's like, I have to learn the hard way in order for me to really embody the knowledge that the stove is hot.
1: (laughs) I am mind blown right now because I 100% agree with my design right there. The one in three. I have always my entire life been the super nerd wanting to like just learn everything, be overly prepared. And that's kind of how I compensated for whatever I thought. Like I felt like if I had the knowledge that I could perform better than anything else. And so I always put my, my, my nose was always in a book and even through my entire business experience becoming a CEO, like the amount of just books I read and just knowledge that I try, I, I try, I really love to learn. I have like a natural knack for learning But becoming the expert in what i do is definitely there and then when you said no matter what i still have to learn the hard way so even though i have all the knowledge it is still always trial and error and i've seen that i've made so many mistakes and that's part of where i say i didn't go to ceo school and i've learned all of these mistakes throughout the last 10 years of being an entrepreneur it's because i did have to learn the hard way it's giving up my equity too fast getting in the wrong getting the wrong customers doing this the wrong way adding in the wrong team members hiring too fast, firing too slow. It's like all of the mistakes. But once I do it, I learn from that. So I don't know if that's something there, but I do have to learn. I do learn the hard way by actually failing.
0: Well, yeah. And that's the gift that you give to the world. Like You have set a solid foundation based on your research and your mistakes that you've made that you can then gift the world. Because like even... Like a silly example is when I was pregnant with my son, I did so much research into all the different like parenting styles, all I mean, just everything that I could possibly learn. And that was one of those moments where I realized not everyone is this way, not everyone wants to go through the painstaking process of all of the research. You know what I mean? And that's like a gift that we get to give the world. Like not everyone wants to go down a Google rabbit hole for three hours about something like that's us, you know,
1: what are the other types? So what are the other styles or profiles maybe that we want to highlight? And then next I want to talk into how we can, how we can actually gain this knowledge for every single one of our listeners.
0: So the two, so there are six different, we call them lines, six different profile lines. And so there are 12 different combinations so oh, if you okay. kind of have an idea of the two lines that make up your profile, you can you can kind of figure out what it means for you. So I'll just go through this, the six lines. So we talked about the one. That's the researcher, the investigator, the expert. And then one thing about the one is a really common fear or something that holds them back is intense imposter syndrome. So I see this a lot. And as business owners, I think we all get imposter syndrome to some degree, but because the one wants to know everything and knowing everything is not possible. It's like this very delicate balance that we have to strike between accepting that we're lifelong learners and realizing that we have something to share with the world that will help them. So it's like, you know, yes, I'm scared because I don't know everything and I'm scared someone's going to call me out for being wrong, but also I have something valuable that I need to share. And then the two, it says when you run your chart, the hermit, but really the two, I like to call the natural, the two has natural gifts. And I also want to say, you know, everyone listening, you're going to hear these different profile lines and maybe relate to them as well. And I say, especially in business, like there's a time and a place to embody the energy of all these lines. Cause we need all of it, but what is yours is most consistent and reliable and like what you give to the world. So the two is the natural.
1: That makes sense.
0: The two has like natural gifts, but doesn't recognize them. And really, they just want to be on their own and they want to do their own thing and they want to be left alone. But other people recognize that the two is naturally gifted. And so other people will be like, hey, 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 will you, will you do this? Will you help out with this? And they're like, leave me alone. Like, I just, I need time to myself. You know, I need time to myself. So the two... They have to strike that delicate balance of wanting to be alone with their muse and do things on their own. And also realize that if 10 people come knocking on your door saying, you're really great at this, can you help me? You can trust that. You can trust that you are great at that. I do see with twos, a lot, a lot of times it can turn into like self-deprecation where it's like, no, 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 I'm not good at that. They just can't see it for themselves. But their natural gifts are, I mean, they're a gift to the world. So they have to just realize when it's time to get out there and share. And then the three we talked about, that trial and error, it's like making the mistakes and learning from the mistakes and being able to share that knowledge. Like, this is what works. And I know because I tried all the other things and they don't. Right. And one thing that I see with threes a lot is this fear of making mistakes, especially if you. Grew up in a house where maybe you were shamed for the mistakes that you made. Maybe you were just not encouraged to fail forward. Then you might have internalized that as mistakes are bad, and so you don't want to take any action at all for fear of making a mistake. So that's something that a lot of times needs to be reconciled. The four is this very natural networker and like super connector. So the four. Just naturally, they have things to share with the world. And so they naturally want to connect with people who will allow them to share that. And so I see, you know, fours being really great with collaborations and public relations. And a lot of times their opportunities are going to come from their network, their opportunities are going to come from someone they already know or someone that knows them, right? So a lot of times those fours are. They're really reaching out to the people around them for help because they have that strong network and they want to feel really bonded to people. A fear for them, though, is that a lot of times fours can get jaded because they love to bond with others and they love to be thoughtful and do things for other people. But when others don't reciprocate that, they can become kind of jaded. And then we have the five, and the five it says the heretic. If you're looking at your human design chart, it'll say the heretic, the five, I call the master problem solver. The five can solve unsolvable problems in the most unique ways. And they also have this very natural leadership energy of like, it's like this strong general energy, like we're going to solve this problem. And like, when you're around them, you can feel it. You can just feel the leadership. But also with the five, there's like this projection field and it goes both ways, but other people will project their issues or problems or things that they don't want to do onto the five because the five is such a great problem solver. So for instance, my partner is a three, five profile and, you know, I'll just start talking about something that I don't want to do or some problem that's going on. And he immediately jumps into problem solving mode and he's like, okay. And he comes up with this elaborate solution. And I'm like, okay, great. I'm so glad that you figured out how to do that because I didn't want to, you know, but also people will project who they believe that person to be or who they want them to be onto them, even if it's not true. So I do see sometimes the fives can feel like burdened by other people's perceptions or projections of who they think that they are and what they want them to solve versus what they're actually here to solve and who they're actually here to serve. And then the six is the role model. And the six is unique because they go through three different parts of their life. So for the first 30-ish years, they basically operate like a three. So it's all making mistakes and learning from them and trial and error and kind of messy for lack of a better word. And then the second part of life, they take a step back and they learn from those mistakes and they integrate what they've learned and they put down roots. And that last part of life is them embodying all this wisdom and knowledge that they have and being this role model that people come to for advice or guidance. And they're not you know, where you as a one, three and and me as a one, three, we're, we're more involved in our leadership style. Like we kind of get down in the mud with you. The six is more removed. Like they're this role model that we come to for advice, but don't necessarily expect to hold our hand through it, if that makes sense. So those are the six profile lines. It's probably my favorite thing to study in human design because there are so many different angles to take, but it tells you so much about Like the type of leader you're really here to be and those strengths and those potential vulnerabilities or weaknesses and how to leverage those for even more wisdom and just confidence in yourself, you know?
1: There's so many things going through my head. That was so fun, by the way, just learning about the different types. And I don't know about my listeners out there, but all I was doing was like, oh, this is my husband. Oh, this is my business partner. Oh, this is such and such. And just kind of like placing the different people that you are saying. And I'm actually curious to see all of our human designs together. And then the number, like the second thing I was thinking, I was like, man, I got to get this in front of my leadership team. Like, I want to know who I'm working with. And we've done a lot of exercises like strength finders and even love languages is something that we've done as a team to know how we actually want to be appreciated and loved because the way that we are in our home life and love life and is how we are at work. I think people try to separate. You're not two different humans. You're one human. And so how you show up at work and how you show up at home is the same because you're the same person. You don't just like change yourself when you show up to work You don't change your emotions. And so the second thought that came to my mind was like, oh my God, Crystal, you have to come do this with my leadership team. Cause I'm dying to know who I'm working with and I can kind of already tell, but this is so amazing. This is so, I think this is just another tool in our tool belt to understand who we are, who we naturally like, you know, universe given who we naturally are to then utilize, to be the best version of ourselves. Versus letting the world around us dictate. So I learned a lot today. I know our listeners at CEO school definitely learned a lot today. How can we do our human design? How can we continue to learn from you and what's next for us? So if we're, if we're interested in this, how do we, how do we go figure this out?
0: Yeah. So you can, I have a great resource that's free on my website where you can grab your free chart. And it's actually, I think it's 12 or 13 pages of just basically like a crash course in human design. And what do you really need to know and how can you start to implement things and really apply what you learn to your life and your business? So that's on my website, I'm sure we'll link that. And then, you know, I also have just sort of light resources where you can kind of dabble into like, what's my type and what's my profile, and you can learn that way. And then for those people who are like, okay, I have to learn this for my consulting clients or my coaching clients, or, you know, for my team or whatever, that's where you do my certification program, which is about four months long, and you just learn how to embody this knowledge so that you can Take all of that stuff so much deeper because actually I loved what you said about who you are at home is who you are at work. Cause I have to disagree now that I know about human design because other people's energy affects us differently. And so being able to see the different connections that we have with other people and how that actually changes our own energy and how we show up is just, it's just another mind blowing lens to look at this work through. So It is very layered and nuanced. And so I would say, you know, find, if it's not me, find someone who explains it in a way that really makes sense and resonates for you and just start having fun and experimenting with what you learn.
1: I think that that is, it's so incredible and we'll definitely be linking all of the resources here in the show notes. Before we end the show, I do want to make sure we do our fun rapid fire just to get to know you a little bit better. So are you ready? So ready. Okay, let's do it. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Iced or hot? Hot. Awesome. Favorite pizza topping?
0: Black olives.
1: Ooh, we haven't gotten that one yet. Journal or meditate? Meditate. Dog or cat? Dog. High tech or low tech?
0: Oh, wow, that's really hard. Ah, uh, low tech. Red wine or white? Red.
1: Favorite book or a podcast or something you're listening to favorite author.
0: I'm actually reading a book called the fearless marketing Bible by soul. uh, What is her name? Simone, Simone soul. I think it's great. It's like very quick and digestible and small, small bits of marketing like inspiration and advice. And I've been loving it. It's been a really fun read.
1: I love it. We'll have to link that. I have not read it. A favorite female inspiration? Somebody from history or
0: current or- Apart from you, I would say Gala Darling has been influencing me since I came into the online space. And she's one of my favorite people to watch. And she's, yeah, I can't say enough good things about her. I
1: actually have, I don't even follow her. I have to follow her. You have to. Oh my God. We have to connect on that. Okay. And then a word of the year or an affirmation for this year that you're, you're utilizing right now.
0: My word of the year is devoted. I'm so devoted to just myself and living out my essence and giving that to the world in the most pure aligned way that I can.
1: I love it. This was such a beautiful experience. I learned so much about human design. I cannot wait to go implement this, not only for myself, for my family, for my team, I think we're already going to get in the books to go do this. And for all of our listeners, I know they're dying to do their human design for themselves as well. So thank you so much, Crystal, for being on the show. How can we support you and where can we follow you?
0: Thank you so much for having me. It's been amazing. You can follow me on Instagram. You can check out my website. All of my current offerings will be located there. And my content manager is starting a YouTube as well. So if you prefer lots of small bite-sized videos, by the time this goes live, that should be up as well. That
1: is awesome. We'll link all of that for our amazing listeners here below. Thank you so much for being here. Class was amazing. And we'll see you next week at CEO School. Hey there, if you enjoyed this week's episode themes and want to go deeper into concepts on mindset, money and marketing, download our freebie with the five secrets that helped me scale multiple companies to seven figures and beyond. These are the exact skills that will help you get you to your next level. Find it on CEO School's bio on Instagram, at CEO School. If you loved today's episode, leave us a review. This is how we grow and reach more incredible entrepreneurs like you. Tell us what you loved about the episode and you'll be entered to win one ticket to our Women in Business Conference this September in Orlando. I can't wait to see you.